0: You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day.
1: Well, welcome back to Time to Revive. My name is Mark Byrd. I'm going to be the host of the show today. And so I'm on the phone right now with Pastor Nathan Branham from Lima, Ohio. Pastor Nathan, thank you for joining us today. and Welcome to the program.
0: So good to be with you, Mark.
1: As I tee this up today, we're in for a ride. I guarantee you, like, you know that this particular series we've been doing is called Lifestyle Evangelism, and when I think about that, you know, Pastor Nathan bubbles up to the very top of my mind, mainly because he actually wrote a book about this. Pastor Nathan, I'd love you to share your heart about uh, what inspired you to write the book, but also, how about this topic is it relevant for today? And you wrote this book fairly recently, but Pastor Nathan, what's your heart behind personal evangelism, and why did you write a book about it?
0: Yeah, well, the book title is "Adventures in Evangelism: The Testimony of a Timid Evangelist." Kind of long title, but uh, really says everything about evangelism that I think is important, and that is, evangelism is an adventure, but when it comes right down to it brother god is going to use us in situations where we're going to be fearful where we're going to feel timid and so part of the the reason for writing this book was just that to help people to see that no matter how bold you seem or how bold people perceive you is that we're always we're always struggling to find the strength of jesus in the midst of sharing our faith so that was part of it, but a lot of it came down to really being encouraged and blessed and strengthened and nourished in my early Christian walk with Jesus because, you know, Mark, is, is I've shared with you before, when I got saved, I was 16 years old. I just come out of a lifestyle of drugs and alcohol. God delivered me in a, in a miraculous way. And so I didn't have any friends but Jesus. <laughs> I didn't know how to walk. Amen. Uh, with God, you know, I, I just was. I really had to feel this thing out, being led by the Spirit. And so, part of my growth and development in the faith was reading the memoirs and and biographies and autobiographies of believers that just shared their testimonies. And so, it, it so encouraged me that I thought, well. You know, this is something I want to do, and eventually that actually happened, and and I wrote this. So it's it's a memoir of from the time I got saved, of course, a little backstory, you know, about how uh, my family life a little bit, and then uh, my salvation experience, and then some years after through my military, my Marine Corps career, and uh, that's that's kind of the time frame that it, it talks about, but and and how I walked out how I lived out serving Jesus in so many situations that I was just unsure and not knowing what to do and, and fumbling and failing so many times but you know through it all God working all things together for good and um, I think that's what you would see as you you read the book but you know now Mark on the other side of having written the book and, and growing and developing in Christ, some of my evangelism methods have changed. And, and it's just, it really has been an adventure, not just in the early days, but even now.
1: And this is exactly why, Pastor Nathan, I, I wanted to have you on because you know what? Our journey with Christ, it does change. The scripture says we're changed from glory to glory. And I'm reminded of this. And and why I think it's particularly important, especially for those tuning in today, to hear how your journey was. And and I love how you said this is really a memoir. It's a memoir of your journey. And I was struck by something right off the bat that you said, Pastor Nathan, and you talked about boldness. Of course, it takes a certain amount of boldness to be able to share your faith. But I know that there's people out there that they would say, I'm not a bold person. And listen, you don't have to be like me. You don't have to be a bulldog. You don't have to be a lion and it does take a certain amount of boldness to be able to step out of your comfort zone. But Pastor Nathan, isn't it true that even if people saw you and I as bold people, we still need God to provide us with a certain amount of boldness to even be able to step out in faith where we are in our journey?
0: Yeah, Mark, you know as well as I do that the moment you and I feel comfortable sharing our faith whenever we think, oh, we've got this guy, you know, I don't need to pray or, you know, I I can just share with anybody is the moment that God just says, okay, have fun with that. Lean on your understanding. Go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) And we fall, we fail. And, And I think we just, it's so easy to take for granted the strength that God provides when we share our faith. And, you know, at the end of the day, we need to realize that God never called us to share our faith In our own strength. And for me and for every believer, we really need the power of the Holy Spirit to fill us. You know, I was was raised uh, in a tradition where, you know, speaking in tongues was the sign of power. So obviously Pentecostalism, but, you know, Ephesians 5 verse 18 tells us to be filled with the Spirit, singing to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And so what do we need to share faith with confidence and boldness? Well, God has always, he designed evangelism to be done by cowards. Did you hear me? (laughs) To be done by cowards who were empowered and encouraged by the spirit of God. It has always been that way. You know, he took the 120 huddled, cowering believers that were afraid and ashamed of their faith, He filled the room where they were at in one accord, and then he sent them out. So to say that we need power to share our faith is an understatement. We always do in the moment that we feel like we don't is the moment that we just realize, oh, yeah, it's God designed it that way.
1: He did, Pastor Nathan. And I'm reminded, it's funny because the Lord just put this scripture on my heart this morning. I've read it quoted it, and preached it many, many times. But you know that word, it does not return void. And there are times that we need to say, uh, this is Second Peter 3, Pastor Nathan, you know this very well. Verse nine, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some count slackness. What is his promise? What is his promise to empower us? Hearing you say this, His promise is to empower us. And here's his will right here. But he is long-suffering toward us. Pastor Nathan, as you shared this, I'm reminded, man, he's long-suffering. And like you said, he's like, okay, go ahead and do it your way. And I'll just be patiently waiting. When you run out of gas, you run out of steam in your own strength. I'll be right here, ready to empower you, ready to perform my promises And here's what it goes on to say, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So there's the will of the Lord right there. He wills that nobody perishes, and he's just looking for willing vessels. And is it fair to say he's looking for willing vessels that are powerless? And what I mean, in their own strength. That are willing to say, Lord, I know that your desire is that none perish, and we've got to go, but I need your strength. I need your power.
0: Yeah, that's that's certainly the case. I love First Corinthians chapter one because it tells us the, the candidate for not only salvation, but also evangelism. And basically we get we get the the feeble things of the world. Right. He says he hasn't called many wise, not many noble, but he's called the foolish things. And that Greek word is moros, which we get a word moron from. So I always say wow. I- I'm the moron. Sign me up. <laughs> and, right. And the reason that he's done it that way is so that he gets the glory. Amen. And, and it's such a wonderful thing when he's able to take you in your weakness and you're, you're fumbling and you're failing and you're in security, and he's able to empower you to do something that you've never done before, and what happens? Well, you're encouraged, oh, you're yeah. built up, you're edified, your faith skyrockets, and then he gets the glory. That's that's the program.
1: Amen. The program
0: is for him to get the glory about things that we're not able to do. That's That's why he's done it, so that no flesh would glory in his presence.
1: That is so true, Pastor Nathan. And again, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Nathan Branham, Lima, Ohio, author of the book. Pastor Nathan, if you would, I want to hear you say this because I want to tell people where they can go to get this book as well.
0: Sure. Yeah. It's Adventures in Evangelism, the Testimony of a Timid Evangelist.
1: A Timid Evangelist. And listen, folks, I know there's people listening today and you're saying, that's me. I'm a timid evangelist. But Lord, am I supposed to? Like, do I have to evangelize? Pastor Nathan, it's a beautiful, as you describe, memoir of your journey. And as you said, you're still walking it out. And your your style, your methods even, Maybe have changed because the Lord is working with you.
0: Yeah, for sure. You mind if I share a few cringe-worthy stories? No, I think that's <laughs> what people are ready for, right, brother. Well, see, see, you've got to understand that when I was serving G Je- or when I was serving the devil and I was drinking and doing all that kind of stuff, you know, I was I was all out for him. So when I got saved and I found the real thing. I went all out for Jesus. So like Ephesians, I've already quoted Ephesians 5 over well, 17 says, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit. So I remember when I used to get crazy with alcohol. Well, now I get filled with God and I get crazy for him and and do things that in normal Nathan mindset, I wouldn't normally do. Well, if I get full of him, you know, I'll, I'll do some things that, you know, maybe I normally wouldn't do. So for example, like when I got when I came to the Lord at, at 16, I felt like God wanted me to stand in the middle of the popular person hangout and preach okay. the gospel. Like, you know, no one told me, no one told me, no one, you know, coached me up like, hey, Nathan, you need to go share your faith with these people. I just I felt like God wanted me to do that. So here's this former druggie, 16 years old. And, and I share about this in the book, but I go to the place in the school is called the pit, fittingly so. Right. All the right. cool people hang out. And so I just stood on the side, and, and of course, much wrangling and arguing with God about it. But I shared my faith, and you know, it just people were talking about it. And I don't know the fruit to this day, but it, it was very extreme. It was it was very extreme. <laughs> no one no one expected, not even myself. But you know, and I don't know that I would necessarily encourage that today. But you know, there's are some of the things that I did early on in my walk with Christ. And here's I think this is even. Doubly cringeworthy, but I was in a restaurant and I felt like God just wanted me to stand up and share my testimony. Well, that's what I did <laughs> in the middle of a restaurant. Like, hey, all these people are dying and going to hell. I need to share my faith. And uh, you know, out of out of our innocence and our immaturity, God will do great things. And so, right. I haven't I haven't done crazy things like that in in some time now, but. It's just God is is leading us uh, each individually and differently, depending on how he's made us. You right. know, I've done the the typical preaching on the street corner and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but now I find one of the best ways, Mark, you know, this, you know, my testimony from Revive is just the simple door opening of how can I pray for you? Right that is my go-to. And it used to be, you know, I've done the, the Ray Comfort, which I still I'll use occasionally, you know, the good person test. I like that. I think it's biblical. Right. right. But I, I find a lot of people are resistant to that because they know what's coming. They know that, that <laughs> you, they have become an evangelistic mark and you, you're you just on mission to win them. And, right. and you know, you kind of overlook the person. You don't, you don't take into account their needs. But when you simply Ask somebody to pray for them. It opens a door that that they realize they're loved, and that's it. And that's where I'm at consistently. Just asking people, how can I pray for you? And I've never had anyone, as I can think about it, out of all the ways that I've shared my faith, I've never had the responses that I've had as to when I just asked them, "Can I pray for you?" And I've had, I've literally had people break down and cry just on that question alone. Right. Because now they now they realize that hey this person's here to see my need met to bring me before the throne of grace and God sees me as a person and wants to meet my need that's the most important thing is love they're gonna see our love for them not some kind of goal or mission or just to put oh, a notch right. in our belt or a that's feather it. in our cap or so I, I just I think it's so powerful.
1: Yeah. And Pastor Nathan, it's so remarkable because even when you're sharing your cringy stories, right? Here's the common thread in all of that. And the Lord prompted me to, you know what? And I think many times as believers, like, even if we might have that thought cross our mind, okay, you're supposed to reach out and pray with this person, or here's something maybe is equally cringy, which it shouldn't be, but maybe the Lord's telling you to help that old lady put her groceries in her car. And, and you know what we do? We dismiss it. And, and so you think, oh, well, the Lord, yeah, he's he's not going to... Yeah, he will. And so the Spirit is going to continually give you promptings. And I think the, the key thread that you're talking about and all that, well, the Lord prompted me to, right, stand up in the midst of that, share the gospel, or stand up in the midst of a restaurant and give my testimony. But again, if your life is surrendered to Christ, then you're saying, all glory in my life goes to him. And so nevertheless, Lord, and you know what, Pastor Nathan, you might even agree with this, there are times when the Lord will tell us to do something or ask us to do something and we'll say, are you sure, Lord? Lord, is that really you? And I want you to know that that's okay, but here's my litmus test, okay? My litmus test is this, is what I'm hearing, is it going to encourage me, bless my flesh, or destroy somebody else, or could this only bring good and glory to God? So I say, if, it, if it, the only purpose in this, if I do this, Lord, if I follow through, you will get glory and someone will get blessed, then guess what? The fingerprints of God are all over that request.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And I love the fact that just paying attention to the simple things and not like for whatever reason, I guess, just because sometimes I have the uh, propensity to be a spiritual numbskull, but and, and do things backwards. Like I'm always thinking about doing these huge things like, you know, standing up in a restaurant or whatever. But, you know, one time I, I had the most profound uh, effect on somebody's life and it was so simple. I was, I was raking leaves at my house a few years ago during the fall, of course. And I just had this thought, like, I need to get in contact with this one friend. I mean, it was, and I thought it was me, Mark. i like yeah. just, yeah, I just, I'm thinking about him, you know, it wasn't an epiphany. It wasn't some kind of great inspirational moment, just get in contact with him. Well, I I get in contact with him and there were some challenges. I don't know, like our Facebook messenger wasn't connecting anyway. So finally got in contact with him out of the blue to him. And he said, Nathan, and he's already saved, but I'm just illustrating the point that sometimes it's the simple things. He said, Nathan, you wouldn't believe it. He said, I was, I was, I haven't, I know I haven't talked to you in like two years. He said, but this, just this morning I was praying, I'm going in for, for surgery. God, would you show me a sign that you're with me? Wow. And he said, out of nowhere, you text me, you emailed me. I think it was a text. And he said, I- I'm just so encouraged right now. Thank you. Well, then he had a surgery and it was just, it was amazing. And it all just stemmed from a simple thought. Like you mentioned, Hey, help that person with their groceries. You know? So I, I think if we start there, It'll be a lot easier to kind of come up to these, you know, other steps. And then you go into, and I think, can I pray for you is about just about the easiest evangelistic, <laughs> you know, thing you could do. Right. And then, of course, it does take faith, though. So here again, like not all everyone is comfortable with praying for people. So I get yeah. that. But if we start with those simple things and just open the door a crack, you'll see that what you give God, he'll multiply
1: and you know uh, i love it that you're talking about these simplistic things because right away my mind is taken to acts chapter 10 and it's verse 38 how god anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy spirit and with power now i'm going to say this pastor nathan and, and and you'll you'll track with me because immediately our minds we read that and god anointed Jesus with the Holy spirit and power. And immediately our minds go to, Oh yeah, because he healed people and he set free the oppressed. But you know what? The first thing that it says, pastor Nathan, who went about doing good. We overlook that pastor Nathan, because why we're looking for the demonstration of power and listen, not that we shouldn't, but listen, the very first thing that Luke decides to put in there, he went about doing good. So does that bring glory and honor to Jesus? It does. A simple text message to your friend who's already a believer, but needed a word of encouragement, needed a sign. And because you follow the spirit, you just went about doing good. As I mentioned earlier, God might say, hey, why don't you just help that old lady put her groceries in the back of her car so she doesn't have to bend over and do all those things. Doing good, like it doesn't do anything to me and for me. But listen, it brings glory to God, and this is how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit so that he could do these things.
0: Yeah, so powerful. One of the stories I share in the bookmark is I had an extra coat, and again, this is because it's a memoir of my early years. It's in high school. I had an extra coat. My mom bought me a new winter coat, and of course, I'm from the state up north. We'll just keep that uh, on the down low. Thank you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's like January. It's freezing out, you know, snow, and and I just I'm like I want to do something good. There we go. I want to do something good for somebody. I don't know what I can do. I just I don't know. So I put this old coat on over my new coat, and I thought, who knows? I, I just literally had no idea, just no expectations. We're going to one of my classes. I passed this kid. He's wearing a T-shirt. And the campus that uh, the the high school I went on was on two campuses. It's now three gigantic. It's like a basically like a college. But so you had to walk in between buildings. It was cold. And then, you know, you had to go on the bus or walk home, whatever. So there he is. And I'm like, hey, here's my opportunity. And I just gave him the coat. He looked at me like, you know, I had a third eye because here's this kid giving out a coat. What's going on here? Right. But I I put the coat on him and, and it fit him. And I said, God bless you. You know, Jesus loves you. And that's all I did. Never saw the kid again. It was that big of a school. I'd never saw him again. And it, but it was just that simple thing. It was just giving them a coat, you know, and I, I really didn't share the gospel beside, you know, God loves you. God bless you. That's all I did. But I think that is so important that, that those things, because people know you care, you know, it's, it's not so much, people don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care type of thing. That is true. And listen, there's no law against love. That's what the the Bible says, that there is no law against love. So if I'm going to love you, That is the greatest door to ministry. And that could be, how can I pray for you? That is, can I help you with the groceries? That is, let's bless this person that's in need. And that is you and I being the hands and feet of Jesus and going about doing good.
1: And brother, that is the gospel. That is the gospel brought to life, Pastor Nathan, to me. Like it's not necessarily preaching. It's not necessarily Evangela it's not necessarily uh, one particular thing because you know i love how the scripture talks about the manifold grace of god like how can you describe the grace of god and i know i know different circles of faith they try to categorize and break up all the goodness of god and they try to put into a box well grace is this and that and the other and and, and it is but listen you can never adequately describe the grace of God, right? And so we have to personify, in my words, that's why we're talking about lifestyle evangelism with different examples on this program, because like the way you do it and and the way that God has led you, his spirit has prompted you to do it, Pastor Nathan, it's even changing. And so the whole thing is like, let's not get stuck in what our mindset thinks or maybe our Past training, even, or our past church experience, whatever. Which I'm not discrediting those, but what I am saying is, be looking for new ways, new things to do to go about and do good. It's the personification of the gospel, and that's what to me when Jesus said, "Feed my sheep." To Peter, that's what he's talking about. Feed them. What does he mean? Does he mean like give them rice and beans? Well, does he mean like spiritual food? Like, what does he mean? And, and you know what the answer is, Pastor Nathan? Yes. <laughs> yes, right. And that's what we're learning. And that's what I pray that people get out of this episode today, this lesson today. Jesus is saying yes to you and whatever he is saying to you, even if it seems really cringy, which means, oh, Lord, really? Do you really want me to do this? I think the answer is yes, if it's going about doing good and sharing his love with other people. Pastor Nathan, we're so quickly out of time, but any closing remarks, brother?
0: Yeah, I I would just always fall back on this, that every believer, regardless of your call or station in life, is tasked with sharing the good news. And who doesn't love good news? We all do. In fact, I think everyone is searching for that good news. Right. And that means that we all need the strength and power of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit to do it. It's, it's really a level playing field. Let's just receive His power to do it.
1: That's so good. Pastor Nathan Branham, Lima, Ohio, thank you for jumping on the call today and just sharing your heart. And man, already, just since we lengthened our discussion time on this program, like, dude, we've got lots more we could share. So, dude, listen, keep your ears on. Stay tuned because I need to have you back because we need to talk about, you got a lot more to cover in the stuff that you wrote about. But again, the name of the book, Pastor Nathan?
0: Yeah, it's Adventures in Evangelism, the Testimony of a Timid Evangelist. You can just get it at amazon.com.
1: That's perfect, brother. Thank you for jumping on. And folks, thanks for tuning in. And again, next week, tune in again, because we'll have another special guest and you'll get to hear how we can walk out evangelism in our everyday life. You've been listening to Time to Revive.
0: Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at ShineFMOhio.com. The Shine FM Podcast Network.